What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Carly Crush, a.k.a. Crush the Legend, coming back at you. Had to start this special sports podcast off with this song, Mama Said Knock You Out. Let me get into it real quick. This is the final time I will be talking about Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury. Now, everybody who watched the fight or heard about the fight that took place this past Saturday. The second fight between Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. Uh, Let's get into it. Of course, we all know already, ladies and gentlemen, that Tyson Fury pulled up one of the biggest upsets in boxing in years. And right now, even though it's still early... It might be the upset of this calendar year. Now, we heard all the excuses, explanations, people pointing fingers at who the blame is on, what Tyson Fury did, um, the the, um, antics and the tactical approach he took to winning the fight. You know, people saying he did some dirty things and shit like that. It happens in the sport of boxing. It happens in fighting. That's why you have to be prepared, be super sharp, and be ready and stay ready at all times because you never know what your opponent on the other side of the ring is going to come with extra. Of course, they talk about their strategies leading up to the fight, but do they tell you every single thing? No, they're not supposed to. They would be dumb if they done it anyway. All right? So... A lot of people that watched the fight, people was at the fight. A lot of people would say um, Wilder fans are making an excuse for the beatdown that he took by Tyson Fury. People were saying he didn't look right from the beginning. Uh, He never really seemed to look his normal, you know, and if so, it was very for a very small, brief moment because after the first round, and then second round, some people thought he won the round, but he started looking fatigued, a little hurt, and this was even before the knockout, you know, from what I've seen, but I'm talking about also what everybody else is saying, that's what this um, segment is about, and I'm going to shut this shit down, okay, so they were saying he didn't look right, um, People were saying that because he was pacing back and forth, about 90% of the time he was waiting to uh, walk to the ring, he's pacing back and forth. They're saying this nervous conditions and things like that. Sometimes it could be for some um, fighters and sometimes it's not. I've seen fighters walk back and forth, pace back and forth, and go out into the ring and whip ass. So we can't necessarily call it, you know, a nervous thing. I so sometimes we have to we can't speak for everybody because sometimes logic may not be logic of everyone or a certain person that you're talking about in certain situations. So people saying that, and his costume it one of the oh the costume salute to the person who uh, made the costume for Deontay Wilder. That shit was fire. It was fire, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it was fire. 
um, I wasn't aware of how much weight it was holding, but I it looked heavier than the normal things that you see uh, fighters wear to the ring for years in the sport of boxing. We've seen fighters come with some, some crazy costumes. A lot of them be very creative. A lot of them are really hot, okay, but none of these... Wilder wanted to come out representing Black History Month. Hey, I, hey, I salute him for that. But the costume, that's the body wear of the costume, weighed 40 pounds. Okay? And the helmet itself weighed another 5 pounds. So, got an extra 40 pounds, 45 pounds on Deontay Wilder. Mind y'all, the walk to the ring as long as hell. You see what I'm saying? It's it's pretty much of a distance. Alright? I thought he should have been relaxing a little bit while he was um in the dressing room getting ready while the other fights and things was taking place. He should have been relaxing a little bit. Uh while uh Furry sat down, he rested damn near the whole time. He only got up to do things and it was very small things. We really didn't get to see what was going on. In uh, Furry's dressing room, but I'll address that a little later in this podcast. But here it is, ladies and gentlemen. Deontay, the Browns bomber, Wilder, possibly the hardest hitting, if not in the top three hardest hitting fighters ever in the sport of boxing. Overall in, in the heavyweight division. The knockout king got stopped by Tyson Furry, the gypsy king. Who is a very talented fighter? He can box people. He can box. A lot of people really don't know about Tyson Furry because most of you people that watch the sport, y'all decaps. You ain't really been watching it long. But I knew about Tyson Furry when he had a beard, a mustache, and hair on his head. Okay? He's uh one of the last uh, guys that Emmanuel Stewart had trained, you know, and for this fight, he made a lot of changes, and he brought back. He bought. He went back to um, Manuel Stewart's um, Crank Gym and hooked up with his nephew, who was a pupil trainer of the late great Emmanuel Stewart at the time, and they came up with a strategy to stop Deontay Wilder. Knockouts are very possible. They can happen. Any time in the sport of boxing. Did I expect that to happen? No, I didn't. Just like a lot of people. So, so many uh, people who gambled uh, lost big on the fight. And a lot of people won big. I know a few people that was going for Furry just because they're gamblers. Not because they really thought that Furry was going to beat him. Maybe one or two. And their, their fans are wilder also. But they said, listen, man, he's going to beat him. Okay, nothing wrong with that. So they, so a lot of people made out big on that for the ones who um, took the odds and bet on Tyson Fury. Kudos to y'all. For us who are uh, diehard Deontay Wilder fans, oh well. Can't win them all, baby. We'll get them back another time. But anyway, so he has to walk to the ring with all his extra weight. And it's a nice distance, okay? Put on top, he was pacing back and forth the most of the time he was there. That was bad 
decision making by Deontay Wilder. Okay, he fires Mark Breland, his trainer that been with him since he uh since he started in a professional um aspect. He fired him because Mark Breland threw in the towel. Mark Breland did not want to see any detrimental um, damage done to Deontay Wilder because you can die in that sport, and fighters have died. Just this past year, we had three fighters that died in the ring just this past year in a matter of months. Okay? So I understand where Mark Breland is coming from. Deontay Wilder, he's a man like a lot of real men out here in this world that would die standing for what they uh, truly support, what they truly are, and die for theirs. I know a lot of us, we would die for our children, you know, and that's the reason why he got into the sport, so he can make sure that his daughter who has an illness um, can receive the best treatments ever, so... That was his motivation. So ever since that been his reason of being into the sport, his whole thing is, I'm willing to die in this sport because that's the reason I got into it. Make some money, and I will make all the money that I can make. And then if I have to die making it, to make sure that my daughter and my, my family, period, would be straight when I'm no longer here, that's what I'm going to do. A lot of people don't understand that. It is what it is. That's that man's choice. Mark Breland understood it, but he was like, but not on my watch. So Deontay Wilder fired him because of that. Uh, his other trainer, JD's, this guy, he started coming at um, Mark Breland about it. Okay, so I'm thinking that he more so respects Deontay's wishes may be the case. This is what I'm thinking because he was more so on Wilder's side. Can't take those chances, but sometimes it's, 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 it's tough to call. But here it is. Deontay Wilder don't need to be blaming his corner, no matter for throwing in the towel or whatever. The corner don't need to be blaming Deontay Wilder. Because the reality of this shit here, people, and this is what I'm getting to, they are all to blame. Wilder is to blame himself. His corner need to blame themselves. And they should blame, they should be blaming each other together. Because they all made bad decisions that night and leading up to the fight and that's why what we seen took place actually took place that's what it is and I'm going to tell y'all why the reason why that neither one from Wilder to the trainers have any space to be pointing the blame on the other one because they both they all not both yeah, they all are to blame. Deontay Wilder, the Browns bomber, the king still in my eyes. Bad decision making, bro. This fight, the biggest fight of your life. You got to make sure that you well preserved it in shape. 
why would you wear a 40 pound costume on your walk into the ring, bruh? You don't need to be putting nothing on you that you already have. He already came in, he came in, what, 19 pounds more than he did the last fight? You got to put that in perspective, too. So you're coming in at 231, you're throwing on an extra 45 pounds. You're not preserving yourself, you didn't preserve yourself well enough in the dressing room up to the fight. You're pacing back and forth, that's burning energy. Then you put that on, and then you have to take this walk. He never sat down from the moment he walked into the dressing room. And we was watching the fight, people. That was a long-ass walk. And this was before he got the uniform on, his costume. This was before he even got to the dressing room. Is anybody... Paying attention to this or taking it into consideration. These are the decisions that they made that they have to blame, take the blame together instead of blaming one another. And then the fans and the people, we out there talking shit, making excuses, blah, blah, blah. His choice, and it led up to him getting his ass beat. Point blank period. And I'm not saying because Deontay made a bad choice to wear that heavy ass goddamn costume to the ring that that takes away from what Tyson Ferry did. Not in no shape, fashion, nor form. That doesn't because they had a plan. And he stuck to it. And he executed. So let's go into the fight. We got that part out the way. Let's go to the fight now. First round. Like I said, he looked pretty much good. But he still didn't look like himself. From the look of his eyes. I thought something was strange from when they was walking to the dressing room. I know you're going to say, well, man, he was being quiet, being focused. That had a different type of aura to it. It really did. And I'm like, I don't know. Then I'm looking at the, the faces in his entourage. His fiance's face. His training camp face. It didn't, uh, it didn't look like mad focus. You see what I'm saying? Um, I don't know what to say about that. But something, something just wasn't right. And by the second round... He started to get tired, and then the third round, when it really started going down, he gets hit behind the head, get hit in the air, he gets dropped, and once he got knocked down, from the first knockdown, he was never, his legs were never stable again. And as the fight went on, he became... More and more fatigued. I thought he did a lot of things wrong. He wasn't keeping his hands up. He's 
backing up, but not flanking to the left, not flanking to the right, to actually get away from Tyson's furry range and punches. That's why when he kept on backing up, Tyson Fury was still able to land uh, a couple of those punches. You see what I'm saying? He was landing them. And then Deontay Wilder, who's not a defensive guy, who don't use a lot of lateral movement, he wasn't able to, you know, matrix that shit. Like we seen Ali do it. Ali be backing up and just moving his neck and making motherfuckers miss. Floyd Mayweather, James Tony, a few of them. Pinnell Winokur. But y'all get what I'm saying. Alright? And he tried it. You know, Ferry missed a couple times, but most of the time he caught him. You know, so he was doing a lot of things wrong. From the rip. Keeping his arms down. Not keeping a high guard up. Okay? Um, said his leg was bothering him or whatever. Alright. We seen Jose Benavidez Last, what, 9 to 11 rounds up until Terrence Crawford stopped him? And this man came in the ring with a 900%, I think, left leg because he got shot in that motherfucker. All right, so he came into the ring combined, you know, percentage far as both legs. I'm going to say about 70%. You see what I'm saying? Because his leg wasn't fully healed. It was healed, but it wasn't. The strength and everything wasn't bad. But I know some people's bodies are different, but we're talking about one of the most strongest men we've seen in the sport. Now, he has some sticks, you know, and sometimes that plays a part in the sport of boxing. They could work against you if you have, you know, thin legs. But we've seen some guys that had um, small legs and they were very sturdy. And they didn't have the biggest calves or none of that shit. And, um, yeah, so leg problem... And his his footwork is, is not that good anyway. You know, it's it's awkward. You see what I'm saying? He don't he's flat footed, just like a lot of fighters. I hear people, you know, get on top of flat footed fighters. He's flat footed. He don't he don't uh use his toes, you see what I'm saying? Or just the uh the front heel, you know, the foot, you know. He's he's always flat footed. You know, so that's it makes you it makes hard for you to get out the way. Can't get out of harm's danger like that. Alright? And Tyson Ferry, they, they, man, they came up on every shortage that Deontay Wilder had that night and have. Leading up to this fight, Wilder teasing about, hey man, you switching this, you switching that, switching this, switching that. But guess what? It worked for him. And the king got the throne. He got his ass beat. That's Wilder's fault. That's his blame. Getting to his corner. They didn't give him no instruction on to do anything. They couldn't give him, they couldn't troubleshoot him anything to counteract the attack. That was being brought to him by Tyson Ferry. Tyson Ferry, Sugar Hill said, they're going to come forward 
to Deontay Wilder. Something that they picked up on. They was doing their homework. Deontay Wilder in this camp thought they had to do nothing different but come up, just come in shape like any other fight. There's something I always like speaking on when it comes to this matter, especially with heavyweights or any weight class in boxing. See, the downside, the ultimate con, to being knockout artists that they wind up getting stopped or knocked the fuck out to. Every single knockout artist, right, that most of their career, they have knocked people out and stopped them, all been stopped and knocked out. Deontay Wilder could, I don't think he should keep quoting it only takes him a couple seconds. And his opponent has to be perfect for 36 minutes. It didn't take Tyson Ferry to be perfect for 36 minutes. Okay, it took him about 20. Between 17 and 20 minutes to be perfect. Corner couldn't tell him shit. I'm sitting here watching a fight, yelling like, yo, what are you doing? Why are you not telling him nothing? A lot of things he did not do. A lot of things he did not do. He wasn't doing his jab all like that. He didn't throw enough punches. He didn't go to the body enough. He wasn't covering up when he should have, and he should have been punching along with Tyson Ferry, but I think that Wilder Kanza has respect for Ferry's hand speed, I guess, because she'll be punching with him, you know, or he may not feel comfortable to punch when an opponent punch. Something he need to work on. Back to the basics, right? Gotta gotta start using some things that come along with the arsenal, you know, of of your skill set. Offense and defense. You can't no longer get in there and expect to knock everybody the fuck out. Because Tyson Furry came ready, man. He beat you up. He beat him up. No matter if we like it or not. But it's their, their fault collectively. So I blame Wilder and his trainers. So none, like I said, none are in um, a space to um, put the blame on one another. Now, do I agree with Wilder firing his uh, firing Mark Breland because he threw the towel in? No, I don't agree with that. But firing him, say, well, you know, y'all didn't tell me shit, do anything. That would be more of a better reason. You know, but he wants to, he wants an immediate rematch, and he was trying to get it as early as the summer. Tyson Ferry has 800 days to apply to uh, to respond and what to accept the rematch. So we're talking about uh, two years, two years and some months, and a couple months. Hopefully, it won't take that long, but I don't think it will. 
And I don't even think Tyson Fury is going to be boxing that long. Because his next couple fights, he's going to be getting paid. So, why not grab a couple bags and get up out of there without having too much damage done to yourself? Because the sport of boxing has put so much wear and tear and permanent uh, mental damage and speech damage on fighters. And like I said at at the beginning of this podcast... Fighters that lost their life. And recently. So he has to do something different. I think. That's too soon for him. Because. If he only needs that little bit of time. To to, uh, make adjustments with the things he didn't do. That's not very long. That means. He could have done them that night. And I'm I'm a I'm a Deontay Wilder fan all the way into I'm all wet because I, I like what he represent in and out the ring, you know. And my thing is, if he could make those adjustments in just that little bit of time, he could have did them Saturday night. Regardless, we understand he lost his equilibrium. I get that. That's his fault. That's his fault. He wasn't thinking smart on some things that he did. In his corner, they didn't think at all. They had no no strategy. But to go out there, throw your punches until you catch it. You know the normal. I know that's biting Deontay Wilder in his camp. Want to ask? Cause it will hurt me. You know, I ain't gotta make no changes. This man made changes, and he paid off for him. He paid off for him. So I don't want to hear people going out there keep talking about this goddamn fight with Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. Yes, it's the, the most recent biggest fight. It's still fresh. And I've been hearing about this shit since the fight took place. You know, people found uh, constantly doing things, talking about the fight. You know, talking about everything about the fight. You know, even speaking on the things that I'm speaking about, but just not. In, in the view of the way I see it. Because it is what it is. They all are to blame. Bad decision making for the entire camp. And I do want to see the rematch. But I don't want to see it this soon. I don't. Let Tyson Fury. Go ahead. And fight Anthony Joshua. Because I don't like Anthony Joshua. I think he's overrated. I'll be happy when somebody get the three belts from his fucking ass. Andy Ruiz, fucking, he's horrible, man. Because he could have beat that dude again. Even though Joshua won the second fight, but he fought in intimidation. He was scared. He was still shell-shocked. By Andy Ruiz's power. That's why he did it 
That's why he fought the way that he did. But nonetheless, he still won. But I seen the fear in him. His body language in his face. Fat ass. He didn't train the second time around. He out there fucking partying, partying and shit. Drinking Coronas and margaritas and all this and all that. Eating all the food that he couldn't eat when he was doing training for the first fight. So that's how Anthony Joshua got the belts back. But now the heavyweight division do not have. Well, here in America, we do not have any heavyweight belts, nor do we any longer have the heavyweight champion here. That solely belongs to the UK because they have all four major belts in the heavyweight division. And that's what they wanted because, you know, heavyweight division starting to come back here in America's. Starting to come back, but that always been the most adored weight class overall and definitely over there where the sport started. So... They control everything. They can say, you know what, now we, you know what, we ain't giving no more Americans no shot at the title. They can just keep that shit over there. Because Wilder's just going to simply have to wait until Tyson Fury accepts. He's no longer, he he can no longer call the shots. So he has to wait. I think he should wait. I'd rather for him to be fighting Fury in the third fight for all four belts. Because if AJ wind up beating Fury, then fuck that rematch. Go after AJ and get them fucking belts. That's if AJ do beat Tyson Ferry. He know he's going to try to hold out as long as he can. Either way, I want him to get the belts back, hopefully, when he does come back. We got a better, better Deontay Wilder. That's my take on that, people. So, for everybody out there that's putting the blame on Wilder, the blame is on a whole entire Camp. Bad decision making. I really don't want to see a part three because of the way that he lost. But when they do it again, I still be rooting for him. But until then, even though we ain't we ain't gonna like this shit, but it's nothing we can do. We're gonna have to sit back and see what happens. Yo, this is Crush the Legend, a.k.a. Carly Crush, giving you this episode on Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Ferry and Wilder's camp in a whole are to blame. All of them. Peace. <laughs>